Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you want to buy a home or refinance your current home, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. All right, we want to talk about one of the contenders in the AFC this year. They're a uh, playoff regular, but they were ousted early last year. Are they in better shape than that this year? Here to give us the insight on the Pittsburgh Steelers' upcoming season from their uh, radio network. Also covers them for the Post-Gazette, and I may sneak a golf question in for him before we let him run. Jerry Dulac joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Jerry, Jody Mack here. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, Jody, good evening. I am fine. I hope you are as well. Uh, yeah, I can't complain, and if I did, who the hell would listen? <laughs> uh, maybe you, because you sound like a good guy. I'm not. Uh, but uh, speaking of good, the Steelers went 3-1 and one in the preseason. Not quite the way they wanted to end it. Last night, uh, when they lost their final preseason game, I saw Mike Tomlin's quotes about the game uh, weren't too complimentary. But is he okay with what they accomplished over their four preseason games? Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, Jody almost had to say, I mean, he was disappointed because he wanted to see something from his backups. He wanted to see somebody kind of go out there and take charge and go, okay, this guy wants to make the roster. And he didn't see that. But all in all, look, he, you know, um, three starters on the offensive line played, two of the top four wide receivers, and uh, that was it. Um, it was all reserves after that. So, you know, we, we see this every final preseason game. I don't think he's too worried about it at all. Um, but he didn't like um, what he was, what he saw when when he was hoping to see something better. Again, somebody to stand up, stand out, uh, you know, and maybe go grab a roster spot for however few might be available. Um, but I, all in all, um I, I think they are, uh, you know, they've made some moves here in the last four or five weeks uh, to uh, really, in my opinion, strengthen that defense. Not that I thought it would be a weak link, no, but I thought it would be weaker, and I'm not so sure that's the case after bringing in Melvin Ingram and Joe Schobert. I was going to say, is Ingram the key move that they made uh, during this offseason to upgrade that defense in your mind? Well, you know, Jody, the reason why he's key, he's not going to come in and start. You know, I've, I've been told that those knee issues that he's had, you know, he's going to be a 20 to 25 down player, if that. But the key is you're bringing in a five-time pro bowler when you want to uh, give T.J. Watt a rest or Alex Highsmith. You know, they really like 
Alex Highsmith on the other side. He's not Bud Dupree of 2020, but he's ahead of where Bud Dupree was in Bud Dupree's second year. Um, and so Melvin Ingram wasn't brought in to start, but if he would have to play a lot, um, they're perfectly fine with it. One of those guys got hurt. So he really strengthens, strengthens the depth at that position. When you can bring Melvin Ingram off the bench, uh, you're doing okay. And, um, you know, again, they'll want to rotate this guy in there and they'll, no, they'll have no hesitancy doing so. They couldn't do that with what they had before. Nice piece of depth to be added to that defensive line in Pittsburgh. All right, uh, Mr. Haskins struggled last night. Uh, not that uh, Dobbs played any better, and the coach has been uh, quiet about, other than Ben Roethlisberger being the starter, uh, what the order of the quarterbacks are on this team right now. Well, first things first, he's got to decide which of the three not named Roethlisberger are going to, uh, which of the two of the three are going to make the team. Um, is uh, Haskins going to make this even after last night's poor performance? Yeah, I think what, uh, Jody, I think what Dwayne Haskins did in the preseason prior to last night was lock up that number three job. If Mike Tomlin was hoping to see something, having him play with some of his ones against some of Carolina's ones and seeing, you know, as opposed to facing the other team's second and third teamers like he did a couple weeks ago in Philly where he looked really good. Um, this was an opportunity for him to play with his some of his own ones against some of their ones, in fact, a lot of their ones, and he just laid an egg, you know, three of nine, 24 yards, 2.4 passer rating in the first half. And, you know, yeah, he came in in the fourth quarter when Josh Dobbs got hurt, completed five in a row, 74 yards and a touchdown. But that was against Carolina's third teamers. And so if Mike Tomlin wanted to see something from Dwayne Haskins to maybe, maybe, maybe think, okay, you know, maybe he can be our number two quarterback, he didn't see it. That would be a, just a tremendous leap of faith to think that Dwayne Haskins is going to come in, pl- look good in a preseason game against the other team's backups, and think, okay, we're going to move him ahead of Mason Rudolph. They really like Mason Rudolph, rightfully so. He's their number two quarterback. Dwayne Haskins not only isn't their number two quarterback, he shouldn't be their number two quarterback, but he will be number three. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I know the coach – Backed off Najee Harris. He said he was planning on playing the rookie all four games. Decided not to play him last night. Right, this, right. Uh, this, this side of Derrick Henry and uh, maybe uh, the kid in Minnesota, there are no workhorse backs in the NFL anymore. It seems like everyone goes with a combination at the running back position. But Najee Harris is pretty special and looked pretty good uh, in the preseason. How heavy is he going to be used in Pittsburgh's run attack this year? Well, you know, Mike Tomlin's M.O. has always run these guys till the wheels come off, and, and that's what he'll do with Najee Harris. You know, I've already uh, said that I would be willing to bet that Najee Harris, as long as he stays healthy, will lead the AFC in carries and maybe even yards. Uh, the guy's a stud. They will. They are committed to using him. They're not going to change their entire offense. It's still Ben's team. Um, but there's not going to be, oh, he's not going to play every snap. And some guys will come in, but, you know, they'll lean on this guy primarily. And, um, uh, you know, the fact that he didn't play him against Carolina when he said he was going to use them all four games shows you what he thinks of Najee Harris. It's like, okay, we know what he can do. We've seen enough of him. He's one of our starters. He's a regular. And we're we're not going to play him in this game because we don't want anything to happen. So they're really high on this guy. Uh, You know, I'm not a big fan of OTAs, Jody. But when you see this guy in OTAs just standing there in shorts, you know, he looks impressive just standing there. Right? He, he's the real deal. 
And uh, I think their commitment to blowing up that running game, everything from the coaching to the scheme, to the technique, to the personnel, um, you know, they, they're the worst in the league the last two years. They have nowhere to go but up. But their commitment to overhaul every aspect of it, um, you know, we'll see how that, you know, how that uh, pans out in the regular season. But uh, I think you'll see a, a vast difference. And and because of because of 22, he's the missing piece. Yeah, they've got a good one to rely on. Uh, we're talking to Jerry Dulac from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and the Steelers Radio Network here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, earlier this preseason, James Washington let it be known he was none too happy with his role on the Steelers and uh, thought that he would be better placed elsewhere. He is still on this Pittsburgh team. Uh, depth at wide receiver is one of their stronger positions, and he's part of that. Uh, they've got a roster decision to make between now and Tuesday. Is Washington going to be there by the time the rosters are formalized? Yeah, I, I, I think so. You know, uh, Adam Schefter is a professional friend of mine, and uh, I don't dispute anything he says, but I will tell you that the people who know James Washington um, tell me that that is completely false, that he did not ask to be traded. And, and he's not, oh, would he like more passes? Of course. But is he brooding and, and, and being petulant and complaining? No. And, um, uh, you know, he is, he is one of their top four. They'll probably keep five. Ray Ray McLeod would be the fifth. And then it's a question, do you want to keep a sixth guy? But nobody's really jumping out. There's a first-year free agent by the name of Cody White, who if they're going to keep six, I think would sneak in there. But the reason I don't think they'll keep six, Jody, is because they got five. Ray Ray McLeod's the fifth. He's their return specialist. They have two receiving tight ends. They have four other wide receivers, and, and they have Najee Harris. Uh, how many more uh, receiving weapons do you need? That's why I don't think they'll keep uh, six wide receivers. But James Washington, hey, look, anybody aside from Ben Roethlisberger and T.J. Watt are probably tradable. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You n- n- never never say never, but it's not in their plans to, uh, to trade James Washington. The other thing, too, is they thought Juju Smith-Schuster would not be back this year, Jody. And they're pretty much figuring he won't be back next year either because he'll leave in free agency. Um, they're not looking to go from having four talented wide receivers to all of a sudden just having two next year. So uh, it is not on their radar to part with James Washington. And I've, not, I've been told it is not his interest to ask to be traded. Fair enough. T.J. Watt, uh, maybe if you want to say a guy who's none too pleased uh, since he's uh, doing a bit of a hold-in, wants to get his contract redone. Uh, He's going to be a top-10 player in the NFL, announced tomorrow on the NFL Network for whatever that's worth. Uh, Is he waiting for that to get the contract done? We know the Steelers have a very specific way they do contracts and extensions. It never, almost never includes doing it past the start of a season, and we are just 20 days away. Where do he and the Steelers sit in their extension conversations? You know, Jody, their their arrangement, and that's what it is for uh, T.J. Watt to come into camp and not practice. T.J. Watt didn't want to hold out. Um, he didn't want to do that. And they said, okay, come on in, and we'll wait. And, you know, we're not going to practice you. We'll wait till everything gets done. And here they are at the end of the preseason. And I've been told that you will see that deal get done and you will see him be paid as handsomely uh, as any defensive player, not any edge rusher. Of course, they make most of the money as any defensive player in the NFL. When you look at the highest paid guys, Khalil Max at 141 million total money. 
and uh, and I I'm trying to remember. Oh, Joey Bosa is the highest per per year on average at 27 million, I believe. You will see TJ Watt's number uh, approximate that, if not past that, uh, and um, it will be forthcoming. But there there is no stare down here. There's no acrimony. They're both sides are in agreement. That's why TJ Watt's in camp, and that's why the Steelers are letting him just wait until this contract is done, and they believe they have enough time now. Um, you know, TJ Watt's a highly conditioned uh, uh, player. Jody, they don't have to worry about that. Um, I don't think they have to worry about hitting, although, you know, there's something to be said for football shape, of course. Um, he'll be ready when the regular season starts, and I think you will see him back real quickly, and I think you will see the deal get done. All right. Uh, last year, of course, the Steelers got out to an 11-0 start. That's pretty good. Unfortunately, yeah. they lost five of their last six games, <laughs> including two in a row to the Cleveland Browns. Last game of the season, and of course, in the wild card matchup, the Steelers have had not only an on-field edge, but I think a mental edge over the Browns as well over the last two, four, six, eight, ten years, however long you want to go back, certainly the Mike Tomlin era. Uh, that should have gone by the wayside, losing two games in two weeks to Cleveland. But now you got the revenge factor going your way. How is Mike Tomlin going to spin this uh, so those two big matchups against the Browns this year uh, go his uh, Steelers' way? Mike Tomlin always likes to say last year is last year, but I can tell you that playoff loss will not uh, slip his memory. You know, in the last game of the year, Steelers were playing all their backups. The game meant nothing to them, and that was a desperate Cleveland team that needed to win to get into the postseason, and it went right down to the wire. Mason Rudolph was outstanding in that game, but the Steelers used their backups, and that game was in Cleveland. So, uh, you know, that they actually outplayed the Browns, but it didn't matter to them whether they won or lost. Now, playoff game's a whole other different story, and if you recall the first play of the game, the snap over Ben's head. Jody, I have never seen any game, especially a playoff game, any game turn on one play, the first play of the game, like that one did. You could just see the air go out of their emotional balloon and they they never recovered you know in the next series it's a tip pass ben gets intercepted and next thing you know it's series after that's 21 nothing and that one play turn you could just see it in in the steeler players and it just turned that entire game uh but um yeah I, i don't think there's any doubt mike tomlin will remind those guys look they know cleveland's good but he will remind them at every opportunity when they're facing the browns of what happened last year. What was really disturbing uh, disturbing about that, that, Jody, was that's four years in a row now. They, they you know, collapsed at the end. Uh, four years ago, it was an embarrassing loss to Jacksonville at home when they had the first round bye. Then each of the previous uh, seasons after that, 19, uh, excuse me, 18 and 19, collapses at the end of the season, you know, where they lost three of their last four and for their last six to miss the playoffs by one game each of those two years. And then last year, losing, as you mentioned, four of their last five. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it became, it has become a systemic problem, and it's something um, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know that they're able to identify it, but whatever it is, they better change it because it's become a disturbing pattern the last four years, and that's why people here in Pittsburgh want to complain about Mike Tomlin because, they have these opportunities in their hands. And, you know, they've won three playoff games since 2010. One of, one of them was against Miami Dolphins' third-team quarterback, and the others was that game in Cincinnati where Avantez Burfitt 
and Adam Jones, those two knuckleheads basically handed the game to him at the end with those stupid penalties. So, uh, you know, there's really only one playoff victory, and that was against the Kansas City Chiefs since 2010 that really mattered or at least was impressive. And and that's what people wanted, people here in Pittsburgh, you know, fans want to jump on Mike Tomlin about. And oh, by the way, this year, final four games, home Tennessee at Kansas City, home Cleveland at Baltimore. They got to right. finish it off with four straight playoff teams, too. So we'll see if the Steelers can get over those late season hurdles that they haven't been able to do the last couple of years. All right. You mentioned Ben Roethlisberger. Let's finish there. I saw the Steelers Eagles game, uh, their second one after the Hall of Fame game. And Ben looked good to me. Last year, he had some issues throwing the ball downfield. He was accurate. He was good. He got it to open wide receivers, but he just didn't seem to have the arm strength that he had previous in his career. Uh, He looked pretty good throwing the ball down the field to me in that Eagle game. Has that been the case all preseason? Can Ben put uh, last year's late-season shortcomings behind him? Yeah, actually, Jody, that was their third game against Detroit, but he was outstanding, 8 of 10, 134 yards two touchdowns, perfect passer rating, 158-2. And I will tell you, that is the way he's looked in the preseason. Uh, the Tuesday before that game, uh, they, you know, we see a lot of the off- new offensive stuff they're going to use that people aren't seeing right now in the games. We see it in practice because they're using it. And I'm telling you, Ben, at 39, he's doing half rolls, he's doing bootlegs, he's doing sprint outs, he's doing play action. It's as good as I've ever, and as mobile and as nimble as I've ever seen him, at a, and especially at age 39. And his arm isn't an issue. You know, one of the things that, and I was talking to him about this the other day, you know, last year after the season, he said he kind of wore down. I think people thought he meant mentally or just physically. What he meant was, I mean, it might have been mentally, but what he meant was his arm wore down because coming off that elbow surgery, he said he probably threw 10,000 passes in the off season, trying to get his elbow, you know, to test it, get it stronger, get his arm back where he needed it to be. And he said, he's a quarterback who in the off season said he's lucky if he throws a hundred balls in the off season. So this year back to an off season where he's not throwing like that, uh, which he feels will make his arm stronger. But you saw in that Detroit game, what you saw in that game is what we've seen at training camp. And I look, I know there's a long season ahead, but there's no reason for me to doubt anything about uh, Ben's ability to still play uh, at a high level. I have no reason to think that he, he can't and he won't. And um, I, I don't uh, I don't foresee any drop-off in his performance. And having Najee Harris and the ability to run the ball is only going to help him. That's true. Keep the defenses honest. All right. Uh, I know you're a golf guy, too. And I watch a little of the golf today. Uh, nice showdown between... Patrick Cantley and DeChambeau went 60 right. uh, on Friday and came back, and the two are tied going into uh, the final round of the BMW. Um, and I like the uh, end-of-season stuff that uh, they just keep eliminating guys as they go. Uh, right. How good a uh, final round we're going to have them all? Yeah, I, um, I, I think, um, you know, Patrick Cantley is a guy who's a very talented player, you know, very understated both in his personality and somewhat underappreciated. And of course, it, you know, when you're, when you're watching, you see those massive galleries, uh, you know, it is, it's John Rahm and, and, and DeChambeau and Cantlay. And, you know, I mean, I haven't seen galleries like that all year. Um, it, so that part of it was, you know, they all want to come out and see, you know, DeChambeau and watch them. You know, they all, everybody loves uh, the long ball guy. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and Rom is just uh, on top of his game. Um, but I think, uh, you know, anytime DeChambeau's in the hunt, you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to get 60 or you don't know if you're going to get those wayward errant flyers that he is prone to hit um, because of just the way he lashes at the ball. But, um, you know, the announcers, the fans, they can't take their eyes off him. Uh, I enjoy watching him. Uh, I, I don't think the players are crazy about some of his, some of the things he says. I think they think he's a bit disingenuous. But, um, you know, hey, I like watching him. I think I think he's a, a, a nice guy. You know, he's a little different. But, uh, you know, when he's, whenever he's in the hunt, I like to see him win because I think guys like that are good for golf. And you're right. Cantley's a real good player, but he could use a big win like this. Yeah, one absolutely. So absolutely. A, right. It should be a good showdown between those two. Jerry, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Have a good season with the Steelers this year. We'll get you back on a little later in the season. Thanks much. Yeah, Jody, I'll look forward to it. You're welcome. My pleasure. Jerry Dulac, host uh, from the Steelers Radio Network, covers him for the Post-Gazette in Pittsburgh as well. Jody Mack hanging with you here on CBS Sports Radio. I still got plenty of time to get you involved on my phone lines. Hit me up at 855-212-4CBS. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.